0: Hey, everybody, this is Matthew Soltiziak, and you're listening to Not the Same Old Lions podcast. Using my sportscasting background, I speak with a variety of guests and interview key players to gain more insight on what makes this team go. As the Detroit Lions enter a new gritty era, we'll look beyond just the kneecaps when it comes to the analysis. Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to discuss the areas of the team with the biggest question marks going into the offseason. I'm joined by Coach Jerry Angers, named Michigan High School Coach of the Year, as well as Coach of the Week by the Detroit Lions. He's also mentored numerous players to the college level and some all the way to the NFL. Good to have you here, Coach. Great to be here, Matt. Well, let's get started here. Let's talk about the areas of the biggest question marks. The so season's over. We have free agency coming up. We have uh, the combine coming up. Then, then we have the draft. But before that, let's see what areas have the biggest question marks for the Lions heading into the offseason. What do you have up there?
1: Well, I mean, you know, we talked about D line. We've talked about cornerbacks, right? You said we need a backup quarterback, um, you know, uh, tight end. And yeah, not sure. I mean, what, what do you, how do you, think the tight end position let's talk about that one first because i think you know we traded a pretty big guy there last year now we got three guys filling in his shoes so what do you i mean what do you think about that i don't
0: well i think you're right the tight end spot we, we let a, a great guy go uh, you know a pro bowler I would say I'm okay with the tight end position. I know I think Zyl- Zylstra is a free agent, um, but we have two guys coming back. We might bring him back as well. I guess I feel okay about that position. Yeah. Going. And that's not one of the ones that jumped off the map. To me. Actually, the first two ones you mentioned, <laughs> defensive back and defensive line, those are the two that stand out to me with the biggest question marks. Right. Oh, totally
1: agree. Totally agree with that. I think your D-line stuff, and it's funny because, you know, you read all the different, um, uh, what, what they're going to draft, how they're going to draft. You know, we could argue back and forth what's more important, D-line or cornerback. Well, if you got a great D-line, you don't really need a great quarterback, cornerback. And and I think we lost some guy. I mean, we're, you know, I was reading today. I forgot about Levi. You remember Levi? Yes. And uh, he, you know, he was injured all year. I think he had back surgery and stuff like that. So we don't, right. So do we, we don't know what he can bring to the table next year. And that's, you know, that's for Dan Campbell and, and, and the D line coach and, and Holmes them to decide, you know,
0: yeah, I guess mean, I they with D line right there. I think uh, the big question marks are we've got Kaminsky and we've got Bucks. Mm. Are we bringing them both back? Are one of them leap Is one of them leaving? Are we, are we going to add a free agent or draft somebody there? I think that's the big question mark because we've talked taught- the D line needs to get a little bit more pressure. We saw some great improvement this year. I hope they bring both of those players back.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that, I man. I like I like both of them. I think they bring a lot to it. You look look at the energy level the two of them have. They they're they bought into this program. They've already I think established both established. We want to be back. Yeah, and so I think you you take that and add some depth to those guys, and we're gonna be in a pretty good situation.
0: I mean, as you said, if the D line gets a little bit more pressure, it takes a little bit of pressure off the defensive backs. <laughs> uh, looking. Jeff Okuda and Jerry Jacobs are are both scheduled to come back for the Lions next year. And they were arguably our our top two defensive backs. But I think that's got the big question marks because that's where we saw so many breakdowns. And in that area, I would like to see us make some big improvements.
1: I I agree. I think that's what – you know, and that – we talked about the first round. We have two first rounders, you know, and and Brad Holmes has been – You've seen him in the past where he's maybe draft the same position twice, and so I think you know I think we probably should get a corner, and we probably should get a D lineman in those first two picks, and we'll, you know see what happens with that. There's a lot of good ball players out there.
0: There are, and, and those would be probably the most ideal picks for the Lions in the first round would be both of those if there's players they like. But we also know there's a big learning curve with defensive backs mm-hmm. in the NFL. And so even if we draft one at 18 or whatever, I think it's important to bring a veteran in. Yeah, I, I
1: agree. Somebody that can t- to help train them, to help teach them
0: the, the ropes and teach them the ins and outs of uh, you know how much
1: different the game is on uh, Sundays compared to Saturdays.
0: Right, because even, even with Okuda coming back and Jacobs coming back, you know, Jacobs got hurt last year, who came back this year after being hurt. He's maybe played a full season, a little more than a season. Okuda's played, what, a season and a half, something like that. It would be good to get a solid veteran who's, you know, a higher-tier defensive back to help solidify it, bring in another rookie. Plus you've got these guys that that's what I would like to see happen. Those are the question marks I have about defensive back and defensive line.
1: I totally agree. I think that's one of the biggest things. Like you said, we need to, and we need depth, you know, depth is going to help and the young guys can, you know, and of course the injuries are something that hurts us each week when you can't play a guy and we don't have a a backup for them. So let's uh, take care of that D line and then we won't
0: worry as much about the corner position. Correct. And I don't know if this surprises you or where you've got, but like the next spot of need or concern or question mark, I guess, is linebacker position for me. Uh we, we saw some great growth from Malcolm Rodriguez. I mean, he grew steadily throughout the year. Alex Anzalone played above what most people thought he would coming into the year, but he's a free agent now. Mm -hmm. So we've got Rodriguez and Derek Barnes, but I don't know. What are your thoughts going into the offseason with the linebackers? Well,
1: I think that's another one we could do, you know, find somebody in the late rounds, you know, hopefully a six rounder that's, rhymes with Rodriguez or Rodrigo or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's definitely going to help us. But again, those those situations go back to the defensive line. Are they holding their gaps? And if those guys are reading their gaps and filling their gaps, we should be in pretty good shape. You know, we we look at um, and uh, analyze the defense from last year. And we did we did give up some big yards in one game, right? Everybody knows about that. But we also went against two of the best rushing teams in the league. Yeah. So if you take those take those off the table, you know, we weren't, we weren't that bad. Um, but again, the depth, depth situation is, is what we need, you know, and I totally agree. I think we, I think we need to find ourselves um, so that we can plug in and play guys at uh, it's a long
0: season, 17 games, a long time. And then, going to the Super Bowl so he can make it even longer. We won't talk about that, though. So if we identify that defensive back and linebacker are both big concerns, which one is more important do you think for the Lions to grab a solid veteran? Because we've heard the line, the learning curve for a defensive back is really steep. Mm-hmm. Is the learning curve for the linebacker similar? Is that one where you might get more production out of a rookie? Yeah, I I, mean, I think you can get
1: more production out of with a rookie. You know, the, the the one thing is when you look at a defensive back or safety, that's the last stop for the goal line. And you have to the most knowledgeable person back there. Uh, you know, they can help control the gap stuff with the linebackers. You know, again, uh, they can, they can make sure the linebackers are in the right spots. They can make sure the linebackers fill in the right gaps. Or if a linebacker
0: gives up a short pass play, chances are he's not going to score. If you got a good corner and a good safety back there. But they're kind of like the captain of the defense mm-hmm. back there. The other one, like you said, surveying, making sure the people are lined up in the right mm-hmm. spots and knowing who needs to go where and do what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can offset anything with linebacker too.
1: You can always blitz them and, you know, Coach Klein likes, you know, Coach Klein's has pretty good blitz packages. And I don't think that's his biggest concern. All
0: right. Well, I think we all covered almost all those positions on the defense. It's funny, those are like the most concerning ones. Mm -hmm. But let's slide over to the offense because I think the biggest area of concern for me on the offense is probably the running back situation. Because while we have DeAndre Swift under contract for another year, he's the only running back we have under contract currently Mm -hmm. going into the offseason. We've got some big questions on depth, on bringing back Jamal Williams. Uh, What are your thoughts on the running back position? (laughs)
1: Well, I think. the same thing too is you know Williams is one that wants to be here and I think that's going to be the you know one of, probably their biggest concern you know I've I've talked to people in the past you know even on the college level when they go to recruiting they always want to recruit first within their program and I think it's the same thing with the Lions you have a you have a guy like Williams um, that look what he's done for us broke the touchdown record at a thousand yards rushing he's a tough guy he's a great leader and I think once you do that and then use maybe one of the late rounds to pick up another running back or or, you know, there's there's some out there on the free agent market too if they're cheap enough. And so I think that's one of the things I don't think it's overly concerned if you get Williams into camp.
0: And that, I think that's the big question is I, I don't think there's any doubt that the Lions want Williams back. I think the big question is, do the numbers add up? Because Williams is 28 years old. They're going on 28. Mm-hmm. This is going to be arguably his last big contract opportunity for a running back. And so it's going to be interesting to see if the two sides come together because I don't think there's any doubt all Lions fans would love to have Williams back. Does the management think those numbers add up? And if they don't, then what direction do they do?
1: Right. And that, you know, that's the big thing. I mean, that's what's what's the uh, average um, life expectancy for, I should say, or playing expectancy for a running back in the league, you know, and, and what's the wear and tear on their bodies. And so I think Williams, if we can get him at the right price, he's definitely going to help us. And then we could pick up a younger guy, uh, you know, coming out from the league. I, you know, I watched some guys down at the Senior Bowl that, were, that are pretty good football players. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we can pick somebody up like that to go with Williams and to go with Swift and, and, uh, and maybe even keep one or two of the other guys that we still have camp. I think those, the other ones are still locked in. So.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Grabbing a younger person. Mm -hmm. You've got Swift for another year. Don't know his health status uh, as far as his durability, Mm -hmm. but they should have him back. It'll be real interesting to keep an eye on that position. Yeah, for sure. Now, I want to talk about the quarterback position, but I don't want to talk about the starting quarterback. I want to talk about the backup quarterback position. Uh, What are are your thoughts on that one? It's huge to have
1: somebody that can walk in there and lead you on a 99 yard touchdown or 98 yard touchdown drive or come in and play. Four or five games if if uh, if you're banged up, and I think that's one of the things we're going to have to do. We're going to have to find a veteran. I don't think we can. We could probably use somebody um, to train under Goff because I think he's he's I think he's a. Very good quarterback. Uh, is he in the elite? I don't. I don't know what the elite is. He wins games and he doesn't throw interceptions. So I guess that's that's pretty good for being elite. Right. And so, like we talked about it, I think it's we're gonna have to find somebody that can back him up, somebody that we can use in a, in a situation if he, if he gets dinged up a little bit. And uh, you know, so and do we go out in the free agent market and bring one of these other guys in? So
0: I think the free agent market is probably where we're gonna want to go. You want to have a veteran as a backup. <laughs> I look at San Francisco after Trey Lance went down. You had Jimmy. And then after him, they went to a rookie. They had that as their third stringer. I don't know if you remember, but uh, Sean Hill is who I consider like the epitome of the perfect style of a backup. And I'm probably a little bit of a homer here because he's a University of Maryland graduate. Uh, He was a senior my senior year. We went down to NC State, won the final game of the season yeah. against a Philip Rivers-led team, and that got us into the Orange Bowl. Right, right. <laughs> and so, so a little homerism there. But he played for the Lions for about three or four years, yep. and actually, uh, that catch that Calvin Johnson made against the Chicago Bears, Correct. which they said wasn't a catch, yep. Sean Hill shot that well. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Sean Hill's perfect because he's not someone you necessarily want as your starter. Mm-hmm. But you're really comfortable with him coming in, playing three to five games. You think, okay, he's going to keep the ship steady. He's going to keep things going. And you're not overly concerned that everything is lost. Like this past season with the lions, if golf went down, you had very little hope of winning a game. Correct. So, free agents, I, I think we have to bring somebody in. That, a, a few guys that, you know, off the top of my head are like a guy like Sam Darnold or Taylor Heineke. or I think uh, Nick Mullins. I'd happily take a Cooper Rush. I don't know if he's going to be available. He's, he's a
1: free agent, I heard. So, that's, uh, that'd be kind of nice as being a homer and a Central Michigan alum. And, uh, and, and Noah and Cooper, man, that would be an awesome, awesome opportunity for him to come home and back us up. But uh, that's – who knows if that's going to happen, like right.
0: you said. And then, you know, the guys like Mike White are out there and Kyle Allen. There are a number of people that would be considered a very good backup mm-hmm. that are on the market this year. But I also agree with you. Uh, we need to bring in a rookie. We need to bring somebody young in. It doesn't have to be a first, second, even a third-round pick necessarily. Right. But you need to bring somebody in to develop. As we uh, mentioned before – The Lions have drafted one quarterback since Matthew Stafford. And that was about six years ago in a late round. And so they need to keep growing that. So I do believe we need a solid backup. And then you can bring in a a rookie as a third stringer. Yeah, totally agree. I think that, you know, and, and, and you have to do that
1: if we can find that right person, that right fit, yeah. you know, there are guys out there, you know, I mean, you know, we, we talked about Cooper and white and those guys, they are, they want to be starters. I'm sure they want to be starters. That's the biggest thing. They're going to, they're going to ch- test that field first. And uh, if it doesn't happen, then, then hopefully they can come here and, and uh, help us uh,
0: go to the Super Bowl. One area we didn't talk about when we did our reviews on the offense, we did a review on the defense. We didn't touch on the special teams. And the kicker position, I mean, we, we've been blessed with Eddie Murray. Murray and Jason Hanson and Matt Prater right. for about, I don't know, like 35 years yeah. or so of time. But this past season, it was ugly in the first half of the season. Mike Badgley came in, we settled on him and, and he did a very admirable job. He's a free agent now. So one option we have is bringing him back. The other option is we draft a kicker or we bring one in as an undrafted free agent. I know a lot of people from this area are probably thinking, hey, Jake Moody, University of Michigan. Right. You've got Chad Ryland, who was a Maryland kicker but played four years at Eastern Mr. Michigan. Yeah. So those are a couple of hometown names. But what's your thought? Do you like Badgley? Do you bring him back? Do we we bring in a competition?
1: I mean, you know, you could do that, easily bring in a competition. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, I think the biggest thing is is you have to find that person that can that – can, we can get in the later round if we are going to draft or we try to go to the free agent market and pick one up. Uh, you know, we've had some bad kickers in the playoffs. Uh, we won't mention any names, but at 0 for 5 or something like that keeps coming to my mind. Extra points. Extra points. And that, you know, it's a 35-yarder, so I, it's a huge part of the game. I mean, that one point or that three-point is, is wins. I mean, how many times over the years have the Detroit Lions lost because somebody broke a record <laughs> kicking a field goal to beat us? And, yeah. and uh, we we go all the way back, I think it was 62 with Dempsey, and then this, uh, was it two years ago, or this year, was with the, or last year with the, the last Ravens. Last year with the Ravens. So, yeah, you, I mean, we have to find one of those guys, and I think there's some guys out there, you know, you, know, the, I, you know, I was down at the senior bowl and again um, the, the kid from Maryland is uh, he, he, he kicks the ball well and Moody of course I think Moody was the MVP of his all-star of his uh, bowl game so you know, so hopefully we can find one.
0: Jake Moody, Chad Ryland, those are both kickers that most people in the college ranks consider to be some of the elite kickers. Yeah. It would be nice to get stability back there because for so many years, even when the Lions struggled, you knew you had Jason Hanson back there, you knew you had Matt Prater back there, you had a consistency so because to get an accurate person and a person that's got a little bit of a leg to get some distance because that was a little bit of a problem in part of this season.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you need to be able to, especially when you're going in on this, you know, these guys are leading the leading teams down with 16 seconds before halftime, you know, and stealing that second possession. Yeah. And, you know, a guy that can that can, you know, kick a 55, 60 yarder and and you know, send you in the locker room with, you know, three points that you weren't expecting. And so, you know, it's a big part of the game. It's it's a third of the game, and and if we can find that, that guy to fit it, then let's, uh, let's go find one. All
0: right. Now, this, this last position I want to talk about, I don't know that it's the biggest question mark, but I bring it up because I think the free agent we have at this position might be one of the most desired free agents from our team in the offseason. I want to talk about wide receivers. Mm-hmm. We've got Amon Ross St. Brown, we've got Jamison Williams, and we've got Josh Rounds all coming back. Those are our top three. Mm-hmm. Plus, we've got Raymond and Cephas coming back. So we've got five solid guys right there. But we're talking about DJ Shark. He's going to probably command the most off-season money from any of our free agents on the market. Because so we saw what the free agent salary went for, right. for wide receivers last year. How important is DJ Shark to this offense? What would it look like with him or without him?
1: Well, I, I think we, we we drafted Williams for that reason, you know, to be the stretch guy, to be the, the over-the-top guy. And, I you know, so is, is, is he going to help with Shark being there and also having Williams be there? We're going to be able to get them both on the field. Um, and, and uh, But he's an integral part of the team. You know, he was banged up a little bit. But when he came back, he made some big plays. So I think those are the things that you want to look at. Uh, is he the perfect fit? For our offense at the right price, and if he's not, there's a, there's probably some guys out there we can go get, uh, whether it's a free agent guy or whether it's you know through the draft. And so I, I mean, I think it's one of those things that yeah, with again, as fans, right, Matt you and I as fans, we want them, we want them. I mean, we we want them. Um, you know, and again, that's you know that's the the coaching staff and and Brad Holmes' decision on those things. And uh, again, we want them, we like him. we loved what he did for and let's see if he can add to that.
0: Right, because if you look at the size of our players, right, St. Brown and Jameson Williams aren't tall players. Right. Right. So you've got Reynolds. He's got a little bit of size on him. Uh, So, Shark was another element. Shark had that rare blend of speed and size. Right. And so that was a nice thing, but it'll be real interesting because like you said, if they're all on the field, can they all be on the field together? And so, that's going to be the most interesting one to watch because even though he wasn't healthy the whole season, Mm -hmm. he started growing towards the end of It'll be real interesting to see what that contract looks like. Yep. Yep.
1: And then, you know, again, is everybody going to be healthy? And that's a big thing.
0: You know, I mean, that's right. We saw you can never have too much depth because even Tom Kennedy was filling in and making plays yes. for us. Yeah, because
1: we were down. I did remember what we were down at that one point, right? We, yeah. Yeah, I think you and I called each other that day. I was like, Tom Kennedy's tearing it up. You yes, know, he's he was.
0: back. <laughs> so, so and that's just the culture that the Lions have of building everybody together. So, correct. Were there any other spots that you had big question marks going into before we kind of wrap things up?
1: Not really. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, what happens with the people that. We're on injured list all year, you know, that we're on the IR that we couldn't use. Um, you know, how well are they going to come through? You know, we're going to find a lot of that out during OTAs and things like that. And then, uh, you know, what are they going to attack? And, you know, I think you hit it. You know, you said, you know, cornerback, you know, D-line and then, you know, kind of kind of level it. And and again, you know, when you read or listen to those guys, what do they talk about? We're going to take the best guy available on the board and you know it's it's a good it's a ploy point. it's a good way um, to get the best players on the field. I, I just see those guys going that's the best player we want that guy. You
0: and know? even if it's a position of strength because everyone's like oh they already got a great offensive line mm-hmm. but you know we have some injuries there mm-hmm. and there's always room to continue to grow it mm-hmm. and so I expect they'll bring somebody else in on the offensive mm-hmm. line maybe not a starter but you know at least a high quality backup. Right right yeah and I agree with that because you just can't uh, you
1: can't have enough you know 53 man roster you got to have some guys on the squad so we can bring them up and then again you, you got to be able to pick up some free agents and those to fill those other holes uh, when it gets closer to the season or after injuries when there's other people getting cut yeah
0: it's you know. going to be an interesting uh, exciting offseason for Lions fans because we haven't had this much momentum leaving a season in a while mm-hmm. so I think every move is going to be looked at closely and we're going to be highly anticipating that yep, yep. awesome well coach great speaking with you Yeah, it's great speaking with you it's always fun uh, talking about the Honolulu Blue and thank you so much for two Tune in. Please subscribe to the podcast to get alerts about new episodes. And until next time, stay gritty, my friends.